It's so good to be here with you and um, to get an opportunity to come and share. I'm so excited about all that God's doing and uh, all that Ben has just outlined. Um, it was about three and a half years ago that we went to Birmingham and uh, had what I would describe as an Acts 13 moment um, when God broke in uh, into our lives. And uh, if you're familiar with the story in Acts 13, um, they had Barnabas and Saul and some other prophets and teachers. And as they were worshiping and uh, fasting, the Holy Spirit broke in into their midst and they got sent out, Paul and Barnabas, and they took the gospel to the Gentiles and they went from city to city. And we weren't quite as grand as that. We weren't going from city to city. Um, the Gentiles have been reached partly, so we were just getting in on the story. But it, it very much felt like it was a God thing um, that he sent us. And um, it's quite poignant in many ways that I get to come back on this Sunday because in two weeks' time uh, at King's Church, we're going to announce that our church planting phase has finished that we will be uh, officially a church. Uh, we now exist under charity law. Uh, so King Church Birmingham is now a, a charitable company. Um, we have a gathering that's probably similar in size and feel to this on a Sunday, um, which is just amazing. Um, it's far exceeded my own expectations and faith levels. Um, from when I actually went in the first place. And that some of those people have been saved and added is also just tremendous. And it's kind of like why you want to go in the first place. But again, it's one of those things that unless God turns up and does something, uh, you think, well, it's never going to happen. So to have people in, with us who've, who've got added is, is just so exciting. Um, we've reached the place of having a, the nucleus of a leadership team, so myself, Julia, my wife, and Jen Key, who some of you know who came, um, and Tim Suffield, who's been sent over, I'm believing is coming to strengthen us and encourage us, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Um, we've got about 40, 50 students who've joined from the various universities around Birmingham, so it feels like an amazing opportunity to invest in um, well, I kind of think of people like me who, who came to Grace Church as a, as a fresher and was hungry for God, but had no idea what I was doing, or, uh, but just got invested in, and I got discipled, and then I got raised up that I could go. My dream and hope is, wouldn't it be amazing if some of these students that we're starting to get to know could go to Malawi for a year? down the line, or could go to another city, or could go to Manchester and help them, or could go somewhere totally new. Um, that's one of the things we're, we're believing God for. And I wanted to start just by reading a couple of verses from Acts, because kind of what happened after Acts 13 is really what I want to do with you now. And so Acts 14, verse 26, and uh, up to verse 28, this is the story of Paul and Barnabas, that after they'd been on their first missionary journey and they're returning home, it says, from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God, uh, or to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples 
that I feel like it's my privilege that I get to come here to declare all that God has done with us. Because I think, I mean, when you're going church planting, you know that only God can do it. There's also a part of you that feels kind of responsible, in, in maybe in the wrong way, because you're like, oh my goodness, I've, I've got to go and knock on every door in Birmingham to, uh, to try and reach people. But as I stand here, I feel like over three and a half years, if nothing else, God has worked a deep conviction into me that fully, truly, totally, what's happened in Birmingham has been a work of God. And that I get to come and say, Look what God has done, the fact that we have people and that people have been saved and, that, and we're having, especially having God's spirit amongst us is, is God. And because um, also church planting brings up all your insecurities and, um, you know, all the sense of my self-worth and approval and how am I doing? And, uh, and I think a lot of that just gets grabbed hold of by God. And you have to come to a place of just knowing this is God's church. This is his call. This is his work. He started this. I didn't decide to go. The Holy Spirit broke in and spoke to us and sent us. And what he begins, he fulfills. And if you think, I wonder what Steve gets up to with Duncan in Manchester. Like, how does he support him in any way? I basically just tell him my own mistakes that I made when I went to Birmingham and just try and encourage him, God sent you to Manchester. God will fulfill all that he has called you to do. Keep trusting in him. Keep going. Um, and I can't wait to see that church get established. Um, as Ben mentioned, I'm looking forward to going to Malawi. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to being part of the team. I was supposed to go a little while back and uh, for various reasons didn't make it. So I'm actually going to go. In, I am, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm going to be in Malawi. And um, I just also just thank, thank God for that connection. That also very much feels like a God thing that when we were talking about how we were going to work together, that Scriven just happened to be here, and that we made that initial connection, that then to see Ben and Becca going to support them, as Lindsay said, I think Scriven is absolutely made up about the possibilities that that will bring. And I'm, I'm also encouraged to see what effect it will have here, but also in Birmingham and, Man- and Manchester, that if we are family together... We, I, want, I love hearing what's going on in Malawi and bringing updates. When we had, Scriven came over, if you remember last year, he came to Birmingham and uh, preached. And off the back of his message, we now have three Malawian families part of King's Church Birmingham. And, so, um, and one of them is actually from Blantyre, and her sister still lives there. So I'm hoping to somehow connect um, these different relationships. But you just think... You can't make that up. You can't kind of manufacture it. It very much feels like something God's done. And I've also shared previously that the journey uh, here hasn't always been smooth. Um, So there has been a few challenges along the way. Probably the biggest for me, as you might imagine, was Nick and Penny, who used to lead here, leaving kind of midway through our journey to kind of going from... Uh, initial team through to becoming a church. And, and some of the verses that really strengthened me personally through that were from Isaiah 43. And I'm also going to read those out to you. So you might want to turn to Isaiah 43 and verses 18 and 19. And as I was wrestling with uh, the reality that essentially our spiritual 
mother and father had stepped away and was trying to get a hold of God. What are you doing and where are you and, and how are you in this? Three times in about three weeks, God brought the same passage of scripture uh, to me through a prophetic word, through my father-in-law of all people, and then through kind of I was just visiting uh, another church on a Sunday, and uh, these verses came through. I'm just going to read them to you. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And uh, in context, Israel uh, have been in Babylon, they've been in exile, and God is saying to them, I will restore you, I will bring you out. And uh, I think the route they'd had to have taken led them through a desert, and God is promising them that I'm a God who can make springs come up even in desert places, because it felt a bit like a desert place for us when we were in Birmingham, and all of a sudden Nick and Penny weren't there, that that fresh uh, word from God, that word of faith was, even in the desert places, I'm God, I can bring new life, I can bring water where there is nothing. And, uh, and for Israel, uh, God is reminding them, don't look back to the Red Sea, don't look back to the first exodus, I won't go through all the verses beforehand, but basically take say, don't look back to that, I'm going to do a new thing. Don't live in the past. Don't live even when it was glory, which it was for them as they came out of Egypt. I'm going to do a new thing with you. And um, this passage is glorious because you can look right the way forward to think, what is the new thing that God is going to do? Well, it is send his one and only son to come into a wilderness and to bring new life. He is the one who has living waters within him. He puts his living waters into us that, um, as Isaiah might describe it through his book, that somehow the conquering Messiah and the suffering servant come together in one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he deals with sin. God has done a new thing that should make us worship, should make us enjoy God, that the, the suffering Savior is now the exalted Christ, and from heaven, he pours out his Holy Spirit, and then you get into Acts 13, and you think, wow, it's actually happening. The Holy Spirit is on the move, and God is sending people. God is building his church. God has very much done a new thing. And I think that personally gives me a lot of confidence when I look at the great big macro story, that God's salvation plan, that he has done a new thing, that I can say, and therefore, God is doing a new thing with us. It gives me confidence to believe he would speak these verses to us. That in the midst of our own wilderness, desert places, God will come. Because he's done it before. He's done it in the most profound way. He's done it in the way we needed it most. Therefore, I can believe him. He'll do it when we need him. And uh, so therefore, these verses are particularly profound for me. I think feeling... I don't know if it's too melodramatic to describe, kind of a bit like an orphan spirit. When my spiritual mother and father weren't there anymore, I think it left me um, and Julia asking them the questions of, you know, where is God in this? And again, something I've shared previously is battling through for faith 
And uh, I think relatively quickly getting to a place of believing, no, this is God's call, this is God's church. I mean, personally, I was so encouraged hearing all the stories coming out of Grace Church that through it all, you were faithful, you were seeing God move, you were seeing healings, you were seeing, you know, to see Manchester happen. It strengthened us in Birmingham to hear those stories. That I think I, I kind of I got hold of that truth, that no, this is God's mission. He won't forsake us. He won't let us go. It doesn't matter who's there or who's not there. He's trustworthy. But I think the thing that I've, I personally found hardest was to believe that God would come in power through his Holy Spirit in our meetings and in my life. Because uh, Nick and Penny had, I think, they had been the, the most important people to me in terms of bringing a sense of God's presence. And then they weren't there anymore. And I think so in theory, I believed, but God is good, and he can bring good out of bad, and he, and he can redeem all situations, and I trust him. But it felt like, and, it, and kind of my experience was, not only do I not have Nick and Penny, I have less of God, was how I felt. And well, that, well, that is, then that isn't a good deal. Like, I'm not sure I can kind of get on board theoretically with some of the other stuff, but, but that doesn't feel good to me. It feels like I've lost. And, and I think I then felt a, a kind of vulnerability of, I don't know what to do. How are we supposed to be a word and spirit church in Birmingham? How, how are we going to bring a sense of God's presence into all we're doing if, and I know that we need that, when the people who I thought were supposed to teach me have left. And for a little while, I was just wrestling with, um, God, where are you? And um, over perhaps the last 12, six months, that's something that I think I just felt God restoring me in and building my own confidence that not only will he be there for the mission, but he wants to come to me. And he wants to come to us. And he wants to come and be present amongst us. And uh, I kind of refer back to these Isaiah 43 verses, because um, Ben Thompson over there, who sent this, sent this prophetic word originally, sent it in the context of, previously we've had a move of the Holy Spirit. That's how this whole thing started. Let's believe God for another one that might look different, that might not be as we expect, but we need another move of God amongst us. Um, we, we need the Spirit to move. That one of the new things that I believe God is going to do is breathe on us afresh. And uh, as I said, I was kind of wrestling with, I believe you, Lord, but how? And um, again, I got another prophetic word through from someone called Anna Towler. Again, some of you will know that name, uh, who came with us in our team. And she wrote through, she says, I've been feeling stirred by God that there's some shift in the sands happening. A renewed desire to see him move and experience his presence. And him coming to meet us right where we are. To intervene with his love and his spirit. I feel like perhaps we're about to go into a new time of knowing him with us tangibly and seeing him do new stuff. 
On Sunday morning, I was listening to the song New Wine by Hillsong, in brackets, highly recommend it. <laughs> and there's a line in it that says, I lay down my old flame to carry your new fire today. I felt like God was speaking to me to encourage us to be conscious and consider whether there are old flames that it may be time to lay down in order to press on and meet with him and capture his new fire. I felt particularly to be expectant of his fire to meet us in terms of stirring the desire for his presence and spirit poured out again. And it, it really encouraged me to think, no, I, I need, there might be some old flames I need to lay down. For me in particular, I think that was to do with Nick and Penny and my expectations and what I thought only they could do to believe. No, no God does it. And uh, I'll return to this in a moment, but it may be worth just asking yourself the question, are there any old flames in my life, any wrong expectations, any hurts, any pains, any fear that I need to lay down that I can take up his new flame today. And um, I went to a, a Christian conference um, in the, as this was all going on, and uh, one of the speakers got up on the stage, and uh, he took out a, a document and held it up and said, this is uh, a legal document uh, regarding an inheritance. And he said, that very morning, his father had signed uh, releasing the inher his inheritance, he was an elderly gentleman, he was in a home, he released his inheritance early to his children and to his grandchildren. And he was holding it up. He was like, this is a prophetic sign to some of you here that you are to receive your inheritance early. And uh, I felt that God spoke to me again in that moment to believe that God was giving me and giving us our inheritance early. And that we would be receiving something from the Father that only he could give. And again, it strengthened me to believe that I'm not relying on other people, though I very much need other people. I can't possibly do this on my own. But God was going to come again. But God was going to move on us again. And, and that is my personal conviction about what, so what are some of the new things that God is going to do amongst us. I believe he wants to come and move in power again. I believe he wants to come and move by his Holy Spirit again. And I don't know if it will be the same. I don't know if it will be different. I don't quite know what it will mean, but I want it. And I just, I, I essentially this morning, my, this whole message really is an invitation to anyone who is thirsty or hungry and thinks, oh, I want more of God. I want to see God move. That, that's basically my heart. And if there's any ways that we can do that together, I mean, that's basically what I'd like Grace Connection to be. Because I think that's how we started. That we, it wasn't a strategic move. It wasn't because I was so annoying that they thought I'd send him off to Birmingham, get rid of him. Or maybe it was, but I'm believing that it was a God thing. We need God. I mean, how, how are we ever going to move beyond what we already have? We need God. How are we going to see more churches planted in the future? We need God. 
But I'm honestly believing that what I'm talking about here is far bigger than just planting churches, though I'm 100% convicted about that, as you might imagine, as someone who's gone to do it. But when I'm saying, God, we need your Holy Spirit, we need you to come and move, we need you to come and do a new thing amongst us, I hope that will include planting churches, but I am believing it could be creative, different, who knows? And I've been so encouraged seeing Ben, for example, stepping up and leading here with his own entrepreneurial uh, love of new initiatives and seeing things like Grace Enterprises with Matt and others getting established, that I am believing that if the Holy Spirit's going to move on us and move on you and move in Birmingham, et cetera, et cetera, it could be one of the most creative things imaginable. That just as you're, I don't know how you're feeling and what you're thinking about when I'm talking about a move of the Spirit and what God wants to do, but I would say, whatever you do, don't put yourself in a box. Think, oh, but I'm not like Steve. I'm not going to sell my house and move to Birmingham. Like, good. You don't have to be like me. Like, I'm happy as any one of me. Like, I'll go and do what I'm called by God to do. What are you called by God to do? And for some, it might be go church planting somewhere else. But for many, it could be impacting your workplace taking the gospel to your family, etc., 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 etc. What are the dreams that God has put into your hearts? And I think the thrust of what I feel God's doing today, and we had a great time praying um, in the huddle earlier about not just thinking that this is just for some future time, but God wants to do something today, this morning, that God wants to speak into your heart. Is to say, God, are there any old flames I'm holding on to that I need to lay down today? Is there any wrong thinking? Is there any fear? Is there any disappointment? Is there, is there anything I need to lay down that I can take up what you've called me to? Your new flame. That I will only be able to do it if your Holy Spirit is working in me and on me and working through me. I want to ask him right now. Just say, Holy Spirit, come and speak to me. Come and show me. I think of Jesus with his disciples when he told them it was better that he should go, that the comforter should come. That I found quite helpful and analogous when I think about Nick and Penny. I'm like, Is it? surely it's not better. Surely it wasn't better. But as I stand here now, I'm so glad that the Comforter has come and keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. That I'm learning how to follow him, learning how to lay down old flames that get in my way. I'm sure I've got more that I need to press into. But like Paul, one thing I do, at least I aspire to, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He is the prize. The prize is not ministry or an initiative or something. The prize is him. He is the prize. And that's why I kind of began with some of that, the context around Isaiah 43 about, I mean, ultimately, what is the new thing? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. 
salvation has come. This is a message to these Old Testament saints. Don't look back. Look forward to the new thing that God is going to do. That's our confidence. That's our foundation. That's our bedrock. That almost, what's my confidence for giving you this message today? Maybe it's just Steve's wacky ideas that he's come up with. Or he thinks that God's saying X, Y, and Z. No, no, I have confidence in this message because God sent his own son as a new thing to save us. Totally, fully. And that he loves to pour out his Holy Spirit on us. So if nothing else, I have absolute confidence that this is what God wants to do. What the things are that come, your guess will be as good as mine. I look forward to finding out with you. I look forward to working together, to seeing what God does in Malawi or Manchester or Birmingham or other cities. And I think um, I found JP's prophetic word so helpful to think God wants to pour out the water. Sometimes you'll turn on the tap. And if there's a blockage, I clear it out. Because God, God has refreshing, thirst-quenching goodness that he wants to pour into our lives. Do you know that? He has thirst-quenching, pure life to pour into us. And he wants to do it this morning. And um, I'm looking at the time and thinking, I've got a couple of other bits, but I am, I'm so keen that we don't just talk about this, but experience this. But I'd love the band to, uh, to come back up. And uh, I'm not quite sure what song they've chosen to r- respond. But as we sing, just ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything I need to lay down? And if there is, lay it down. Give it to him. Lay it at the foot of his cross. And I believe he will come to you this morning and fill you with a sense of his peace and his presence. He he may well recall new dreams, give you fresh visions. But primarily, he just wants to be with us. That's, That's the thing. So if visions and callings and dreams come, hallelujah, I'll take it. That'd be great. We are, we are simply here to gather to him. And that's, that's how we're going to move on. That's how I believe Grace Connection will develop into whatever it's supposed to develop into. Is we'll have lots of times with him where he ministers to us and strengthens us and helps us and blesses us and comes to us. So would you like to stand and together let's drink him in. Come Lord Jesus.